What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards live from live from my very own sunroom. This is season three, episode forty-two of Joshua's Proximity. Now, the news heard around the world, the news that was trending number two on the Twitter world is the Matt Rule era has finally ceased. Now, I've been ahead of the curve three years. I've been ahead of the curve as soon as we hired Matt Rule that this just isn't the job for this guy. Um, David Tepper, the Carolina Panthers owner, he hires a guy that had won a couple winning seasons at Baylor. He transformed uh, the culture there. He transformed the football program there. He transformed the football program at Temple University. But majority of the times, college football does not translate, at least college coaches, let me say that. College coaches do not have a great transition when it comes to National Football League. Matt Rule, over his three-year span with the Carolina Panthers, is 11-27. and 27. I said this going in. When a guy goes in and he, he quotes Jay-Z the blueprint saying that it took seven years for Jay-Z to get where he's at or whatever the case may be, whenever you're quitting some all-time greats like that, after your first season and you only have under five wins, you suck. I mean, we're just going to call it for what it is. You just flat out stink. Um, the Carolina Panthers still owe, owe him $40 million, but it was just time. It didn't matter. We had to get him off the books. We had to get him out of the locker room. We had to get him out of the Carolina Panthers facility. You could tell a coach is bad when a coach, his first accusation or his first uh, yeah, his first acquisition, he goes and he signs Teddy Bridgewater to three years worth $63 million. One, I blame the GM. Secondly, I blame the head coach, man. If you go and you look at Teddy Bridgewater's stats for a career, his season high in passing touchdowns is 14. It, no, excuse me, 15. In a passing league where there are 16 games before the 17th was added last year, he was throwing for less than a touchdown a game. This guy sucks. The Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule is not the guy that you're looking for. When you go and you have five different quarterbacks in a three-year span, that is strictly coaching. When Baker Mayfield, now I'm going to be the first one to say I was wrong on Baker Mayfield. I had the nerve to say Baker Mayfield threw a better ball than Lamar Jackson. I never stated that he was better than Lamar Jackson. But just the whole Carolina Panthers organization, we have to go and and just do a whole 360 and look ourselves in the mirror or 180, whatever we need to do. We need to spin out of it and look ourselves in the mirror. David Tepper was on uh, an interview on yesterday saying that He's brought live music to the Carolina Panthers. He's brought so much change within the city of Charlotte. Who cares, man? This is a football town. We don't care about the Charlotte Hornets. Shout out to my uncle, Uncle Seth. We just do not care in the Carolinas when it comes to basketball. We don't have a baseball team. We don't have, we got a hockey team, but who cares about the the Carolina Hurricanes? The Carolinas care strictly about the Carolina Panthers. This team, this organization, flat out stinks. Right now, we are on pace to having the first overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. It was time for Matt Rule to go. 
I stated it as soon as we hired him. It wasn't a good signing. Seven years worth $62 million. He still had four years left on his contract, but it was just time. The writing was on the wall. 11-27 over your career span. It says a lot about the Matt Rule and the David Tepper uh, era, so to speak. So Matt Rule, you know, I don't wish anybody uh, to get fired from their job. But let's just be honest. It w- the, the writing was on the wall. You signed Teddy Bridgewater. Four, your five quarterbacks are Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Heisman Trophy winner, first-round pick, number one overall pick, Cam Newton, number one overall pick, Heisman winning trophy, Sam Darnold. I mean, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, top three quarter, top three draft selection, and P.J. Walker. Matt Rule, I'm glad that you're gone. The whole Carolina or fan base is glad that you are gone, and it was just more than time. Since we're talking about the Carolina Panthers, let's just stick with it. Um, a lot of people are saying that we need to get off certain players because that Matt Rule is gone. The only two players that I can currently see, the three players I can currently see, maybe three or four, the only three to four players I can currently see the Carolina Panthers getting off of is obviously Christian McCaffrey, Shaq Thompson, Terrence Marshall Jr., quotations, and DJ Moore, only if we get a first and a second for DJ Moore. The other three guys I can definitely see us moving off of. I can even see us moving off of Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore, he's under 26 years old. Terrence Marshall Jr., he's under 25 years old. Christian McCaffrey has an injury history. Shaq Thompson, he's getting up there in age. And Robbie Anderson, he's uh, late 20s as well. When we look at the Carolina Panthers, everybody is saying that we need to go back and acquire draft picks. One, you do not give away young talent. If we, Whatever new head coach we bring in, you do not move off of good young talent. The only time where you move off of good young talent is a generational talent uh, like a Jalen Ramsey when you know you're going to get a lot of draft picks or when you, you know you're moving off of Deshaun Watson, even though he's having all his court issues, when you know you're going to get a lot of draft compensation, you do not move off of Terrence Marshall Jr. You do not move off of Brian Burns. You don't move off of Derrick Brown. Um, <clears throat> C.J. Horn, or J.C. Horn, excuse me, C.J. Henderson, Jeremy Chin. You don't move off of these guys because the new coach, this, this roster is talented. We just needed a, a, a man... That's going to lead the people. We just need a person who is going to be that Joshua, who's going to be that Moses, per se. We need somebody that's going to lead our organization and lead our team to the next level. But let me just go ahead and just transition. So about five episodes ago, in episode 38, before the NFL season started, my bold prediction that Saquon Barkley would be the best running back in the, in, in the NFL. And you can say that I'm right on right now. Right now, they're the, the top two running backs, Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb, and it's not even close. I, I, I've heard everything about Derrick Henry. I've heard everything about Jonathan Taylor. He's nursing an ankle injury. I've heard everything about Christian McCaffrey, if he can stay healthy. I've heard everything about everything. But when you look at Saquon Barkley, he has everything that every NFL running back has. He has the speed. He has the power, the elusiveness, the catching out of the backfield. This dude is one of one, and it's clearly showing. 
Um, my also, my bold prediction was offensive rookie of the year was going to be one of the receivers, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. That looks like it's, you know, starting to become true. Uh, offensive player of the year was Justin Jefferson. He's going bonkers right now. And my coach of the year, my bold predictions, coach of the year was Brian Dayball, and MVP is Josh Allen. Right now, I'm on the money. I am right on the mark when we're talking about MVP, coach of the year, and comeback player of the year. The coach of the year, Brian Dayball. The Giants are 4-1. I never saw this coming. I don't think anybody saw it coming. I was just making a bold prediction that the coach of the year would be Brian Dayball. But when you go and look at this football team, they play sound football. They, they need an, a quarterback upgrade, but at the defensive position, they're all they're stout. They gave up 20 points in the first half, and they only they pitched a shutout in the second half to Aaron Rodgers. This is why I do not buy the Packers hype. This is why last week, let me look at my notes, I had the Packers at number eight on the top ten. This team is not good. I don't know what it is. The, the receivers are off. The coaching's off. The running game's off. This team is just not good right now. And that's okay. Two things can be true. This, this microphone is silver and this pen is blue and yellow. Two things can be true. Aaron Rodgers is a generational talent. But we're starting to get into the age of where he cannot do more with less. And it's clearly showing. This football team stinks. Everybody and their mama needs to know that this is not a good football team. Whatever the record says, this is not a good football team. And it showed last week in London. Um, but let me just transition just a little bit. The MLB playoffs have finally arrived. Now, I'm saying this because it's not because of my wife. It's really because of my father. I am a New York Yankee fan. We all know that my wife is from Brooklyn, New York. But she has no decision on my, my sports selection. Um, the only decision that she has in my sports selection was me drafting Saquon Barkley, number one overall, overall pick. So shout out to my beautiful, loving wife. But the New York Yankees, man, it is now the divisional rounds in the MLB playoffs. The teams that advanced from the wild card rounds were the Mariners, the Padres, the Guardians, and the Philadelphia Phillies. In the divisional round, we got the Mariners versus the Astros, Dodgers versus Padres, Phillies versus Braves, and the Guardians versus the Yankees. Best of five. Who do I like? We all know I really believe it's going to be the Astros versus the, the Yankees in the American League. And the National League, I'm going with the Padres, man. I think right now they have the hot bat. They have the hot pitching right now. I'm going with the Padres. Upset over the Dodgers, even though the Dodgers have had the best record all year. And um, I'm going with the champs, man, the reigning champs, the, the Braves, man. I think they're pitching. It's up to par, but I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the Phillies win. The Phillies, they have it all. We all know what they are looking like offensively. The only thing that I believe that they just slightly lack is pitching a little bit. But um, And I believe that the, the championship series is going to be Astros versus Yankees, Padres versus – I'm going to go with the Braves. Padres versus the Braves. And the, and the winner of those two are going to go to the World Series. 
Now, the segment that everybody is waiting for. Obviously, we're heading into week six, man, and I've, I've got to release my NFL top ten. I'm not persuaded by anybody. I just look and want NFL top ten. I look at the schedule. I look at who you played. I've looked at how you've won, and I looked at everything when I do this NFL top 10. So starting at number 10, let's rock with it. The New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The New York football Jets. I don't, that doesn't even sound right. The New York Jets right now, man, they're playing de- defensively top five. Uh, Robert Sala has them boys playing great offensively. The running backs of the Jets. Brees Hall and I can't think of the other guy right now, but but their next their next level. Zach Wilson is looking good. The Jets at number ten, number nine, the New York Football Giants. That sounds perfect. This team offensively, outside of Saquon Barkley, they don't have any other explosive plays. Daniel Jones can make plays with his legs, but I still need to see a little more consistency in throwing the football. But defensively, they're top five as well. Number nine. New York football Giants. Number eight, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This team, I feel it's the same exact way with the Green Bay Packers. They just don't look good. You're up 21-0 against the Atlanta Falcons, and you barely come away with that win, 21-15, with an egregious rough in the passer call that never should have been called, and that Atlanta Falcons should have been getting the ball back. But they just don't look good offensively. No separation from the receiver position. They're getting absolutely nothing out of the tight end position. Running game is hit or miss. And defensively, I mean, we know what they bring defensively, but they just don't look good. Number eight, Timber Bay Buccaneers. Number seven, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I stated last week, if they were going to beat the Los Angeles Rams, they would be in my top ten, and they have finally cracked the top ten. Defensively, I mean, this is arguably the best defense in football outside of the Buffalo Bills. No quorums at all. They're starting to get back to what they went to when they went to um, having the best record in an NFC behind Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, it's Cooper Rush, Ezekiel Elliott, and Tony Pollard right now. Offensively, we know that they're still going to struggle, but when your defense is playing like this, you obviously have to be a top-10 team. Number seven, Dallas Cowboys. Number six, the San Francisco 49ers. When you look at the San Francisco 49ers, I told you, Jimmy G and these boys are going to take off. They have some injuries now on defense. Emmanuel Mosley, 336 representative from Greensboro, North Carolina, just tore his ACL. Nick Bosa is going to be nursing a, a groin injury. And I think his name is Ward. The safety is also nursing another injury. But defensively, they play lights out. They can run the football against anybody in the National Football League. It's just, can Jimmy G's make the timely throws when necessary? Right now, they're the sixth best team in the National Football League. Number five, the Baltimore Ravens. Did not like the win. Once again, you're up 10-0. Tie ball game late. These are the type of games that you need to close out. They ended up winning the game, obviously, but it's just a, a good old-fashioned AFC North matchup. The Bengals left too much time for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know what it is offensively, but they will put up numbers in the first half, but second half, they just look lackluster. They, they don't have the same enthusiasm. They don't have the same execution when it comes to the second half 
Number five, the Baltimore Ravens. Number four, the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins is going to Kirk Cousins. But they play the Chicago Bears. I don't take much weight into that. That's why they're not moving down or up. Um, but they did win the football game. Dalvin Cook, we know if he's going to fumble, he's going to grab his shoulder. That's just how it goes. So, number four, the Minnesota Vikings. Number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. Down 17 nothing last night, Monday night football. Come back to win the game 30-29. to This is where champions are made of. This is the championship pedigree that teams look for when they are trying to make that championship leap. Patrick Mahomes, another MVP candidate, along with Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, obviously. This team is the third best team in the National Football League. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, if their kicker for the Arizona Cardinals makes the field goal, we might be having another discussion. The more I look at the Philadelphia Eagles um, schedule, the more I raise an eyebrow too. They are giving me the same vibes as the Tennessee Titans from last year. They're giving me the same vibes from, you know, several teams that have been jaded, per se, in their schedule. Now, we all know that the NFL makes the schedule. We all know that one year we're switching divisions on who you're playing all year. But I have to raise an eyebrow at the Philadelphia Eagles. There's just something off. I don't know if it's offensively. I really do believe it is offensively. And they're playing – their schedule is kind of cake. Defensively, I still think that they're another top five, top seven defense. But at the end of the day, the question is, what is Jalen Hurts going to do when time matters? Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. And number one, the same team that's been there since week one – the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, 38-3 or 38-10 against the, um, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. This team, next level. Josh Allen, if you do not have him as the number one MVP voter or the number one MVP favorite right now, you do not watch football. Four touchdowns once again. He's next level. 98-yard touchdown pass to Gabe Davis. And then another 68-yard bomb to Gabe Davis. This team, head and shoulders better than any other football team right now. And they're going to have another fantastic matchup this next, this upcoming Sunday. So, 10 Jets, 9 Giants, 8 Bucks, 7 Cowboys, 6 49ers, 5 Ravens, 4 Vikings, 3 Chiefs, 2 the Eagles, and number 1 the Buffalo Bills. And as we always do at each end of the episode for the football season. Got to give my predictions for the matchups coming up. Commanders versus the Bears. Thursday night football. Might be another Colts. <laughs> Might be another Colts-Broncos game. Oh, man. I'm going Commanders, man. I got to start circling these uh, these names, man. So whenever I put in my bets or whatever. Ravens versus the Giants. Mm. As much as I want to go to the Giants, we're going to Ravens. Jags versus Colts. Give me the Jags once again. Patriots versus the Browns in Cleveland. Mm, I like the Patriots in this matchup. Bengals versus the Saints in New Orleans. Is Jameis Winston playing? Ah, man. The Saints can generate a, a pass rush, but I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with the Bengals in this matchup. Bucks versus Steelers. Mm, give me give me Tampa Bay in this matchup. 49ers versus the Falcons. 49ers. 
My wife says the Falcons, but I'm going 49ers. Jets versus the Packers. Ah, uh, I'm going. I'm going with the Packers, man. As bad as they look, I'm going with them. Vikings versus the Dolphins. Dolphins are depleted. Going to Vikings. Panthers versus the Rams. Going to the Rams. Panthers just look bad. Cardinals versus the Seahawks. Uh, let me go. Let me go with Arizona. Bills versus the Chiefs. Chiefs. Sunday afternoon primetime game. Woo! Give me the Bills, man. Josh Allen and them boys, man. Next level. Cowboys versus the Eagles Sunday night football. Cooper Rush is getting exposed this week. Give me the Eagles. Monday night football, Broncos versus the Chargers. Give me... I'm going with the Chargers, man. And as always, that is how we can conclude episode 42 of Josh's Proximity. We out, baby.